from talkradio.nyc. Welcome to At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and owner of David Thiergartner Interiors right here in beautiful Manhattan. On tonight's show, What the Eye Arranges. My special guest tonight is art curator Paul Estathiu from Highlight Curated. Paul and I, we're going to talk and discuss his recent exhibition at Highlight Chelsea at the Hollis Taggart Galleries. I was completely taken by Paul's arrangement of 13 diverse artists into one outstanding gallery show. I thought it was an achievement of design, intention, and visual storytelling. I am so excited to talk to Paul about how I believe interior designers curate homes in the same manner that he curates art. I want to compare his favorite piece of art with my favorite rooms. And I also want to discuss what the eye arranges and how interior designers and art curators are responsible to tell a visual story, to focus the observant eye, to inform the onlooker, and through composition, invoke what is beautiful in front of us. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Seeing things, there's a way of seeing things, a certain way of seeing things that makes the difference. Is that sun up there? A circle spun of light and air For just an everyday practical sun You and I have a way of seeing things A different way of seeing things I'd say Paint your truth with my illusion. Please consider seeing things my way. I spent an hour yesterday discussing color with a client of mine who happens to be colorblind. What a rare opportunity for me and what a brave and noble exercise on his part. How we see things is how we interpret the world. Scientists believe that we don't see as much as we think we do. How about that? Our eyes will capture everything in front of us, but we only remember a very few specific things. So how we see things is everything. It is, in its very nature, self-evident. It's selfish, really, and very much our own reality, and that's what makes the role of an interior designer, the artist, the art curator, all the more important. The Greek mathematician Euclid's first common notion is this, Things which are equal to the same thing are equal to each other. It's a time-tested theory. 
that maxim, as relative as it should be in politics today, is probably the antithesis of art and design. What the eye arranges is unequivocal. The role of the artist, the designer, the art curator is to establish how you see, what order you see it in, and to develop the relationship from one thing to the other. And that is not about equality. It is all about arrangement. To see well is to understand the composition in front of you. And for me, the very essence of design is composition. The very purpose of composing something is to create something beautiful. Giving hierarchy to what's important Establishing priorities to color or to size, to proportion, to light, to dark, to contrast, certainly to content and to style. Hmm. That's what exactly I want to talk to Paul about tonight, is how we put things together, how we arrange the order of things, the deliberate sequence of it all, the composition of visual story. I arrange rooms, Paul arranges art. I arrange sofas, tables, and chairs, Paul arranges paintings, sculptures, and photographs. I'm concerned with proper lighting, and so is Paul. I respond to the quality of finishes, and Paul responds to the quality of content and materials. I spend hours creating a relationship of one thing to another, and Paul works to bring a coherent objective to an exhibition of 13 different artists. Paul and I have one very important thing in common. We are both storytellers. I rely on personalities and family dynamics, and Paul relies on social commentary and visual aesthetics. We both collect objects, items, and pieces, small and large, dynamic and subtle, colorful and not. We compose what we have in front of us to tell a visual story, to focus the observant eye, to guide our viewers, to inform the onlooker, and to teach the guest, and to bring joy to the family, the collector, and the first-time observer. But what I think our most important goal is, what we try so hard for, what we are so passionate, passionate about, and what defines our primary purpose is to answer the what, to make sure we answer the question correctly, to answer that, that what. What the eye arranges is what is beautiful. When we come back, we're going to talk to one of the best eyes I know, art curator and art dealer, Paul Astafathiu. Did I say it right? Paul and I are going to talk about how to curate a gallery exhibition, and I can't wait to discuss how Paul chooses and selects the paintings for his gallery shows and how he tells that visual story that makes his exhibitions so exciting and so approachable. This is At Home. I'm David Thiergartner. And we'll be back in two minutes. All things are beautiful. Father, 
All trees, all towers beautiful That tower beautiful, mother See a perfect tree listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi. I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. My guest tonight, art curator Paul Estathiu. I got it right that time. Thank you. From Highlight Curated. Paul, I am so happy you're here. Welcome to At Home. Thank you so much, David. This is awesome. Terrific. I'm excited to have you here, and I'm excited to have you, especially of all people, answer a very important question that we make everybody answer here. What is your meaning of beauty, and more specifically, what is beautiful in your home? Okay, let's start with the first one, okay. uh, which is, is a, definitely a tough question, but I feel that beauty, um, it is, I think, hard to describe verbally. I mean, beauty comes in all shapes and forms. What some people can find disturbing or ugly can be really beautiful to someone else. Um, it invokes an emotion. It does something 
to you uh, energetically. Uh, I think at first you visually see it, the beauty, or feel it, and it, it invokes something. Um, beauty is a positive word, so something positive and healthy um, to you overall. Awesome. Is that all right? It sounds fantastic. Okay. All right. <laughs> and how about, part, you know, specifically in your own home? What's like, what do you have in your own home, especially as somebody who's an art enthusiast? And I don't want to push you in any direction, but is there something in particular at home that you just find important and tremendously beautiful? You need to have it. Um, definitely the, the energy in the home and 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 of course my wife and my two kids and that's of really course. beautiful and i definitely need that um the the you know especially i think when walking into my house you know at the the fireplace and then i open up into the kitchen but it's an open kitchen into the living room so there's a lot of wall space and natural light and i live in connecticut so surrounded by trees and uh the paintings on the wall obviously that are always changing um you always so I, change them. You don't have one that you've always held on to. Uh, there's a few, yes, but the the living room is kind of my training ground mm -hmm. too. So um, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of a lot of. I mean, there's multiple things: the the couch, the the the, the rug, everything, just the the overall energy and and feeling. In the I think I love so, the living room and I, the bedroom. I mean, I love it all. I'm, that's I'm great. For We're it. supposed to love our homes. That's what half the show is about, is yeah. trying to fall in love with our homes on that personal level. Speaking of personal, um, I like to usually jump right into career and business and process and how we look at art and design, but you have an amazing personal story, a life uh, full of family and a, for a passion for art. Um, tell us about your father and how you and your brother have inherited from him his knowledge and his expertise of art, artists, and the art community as a whole. Okay. Um, I'm a second-generation art dealer. Uh, my father, Taki Sevstathiu, had a gallery called Erickson Gallery in the 1980s in New York City. I believe it was on 77th and Madison, but not 100%. Uh, <laughs> short sure. of the street, but whatever. Um, and he was doing uh, summer shows in Amagansett at the time. And uh, my brother and I, my brother Eric and I, uh, you know, pretty much grew up around it. Um, you know, um, a lot of times we'd go in on the weekends to see my father and he would take us to the Met or to auction houses or there would always be some gatherings at his place and artists would be there hanging out, drinking and smoking. And um, the one thing I always remembered is, is especially with artists, they never treated me uh, like a child. They always like an equal, which I always found interesting. So I almost felt like I was getting into very intellectual and deep conversations being like a six, seven year old, I guess. And I just, I always, I, I remember that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I guess I w it was involved in it at a very early age, which I'm fortunate. And I think that's why I just developed this love, uh, subconsciously, you know, even we grow up and we'd be in our house playing with our toys or, or hanging out and having these beautiful works, so, you know, surrounded by these works, um, in our living room, in our house. Uh, and did your dad like to 
make sure that you understood what was in front of you? Did he talk to you a lot about it? Or was it just that you were in the environment where all this creativity and this artistry was happening around you and you were picking it up almost, you know, uh, out of this, out of the air? I think a little bit of both. Um, He always, uh, you know, felt, you know, like trying to involve us with, you know, old coins and like Alexander the Great coins and collecting and how that's important, how it's fulfilling and um, always definitely push that. But but I think a lot of it uh, just, you know, being surrounded by art and in the in the world. I, d- I didn't necessarily know I was going to go in this direction, but I think it just I was naturally drawn to it. I feel like it was in my in my DNA. And uh, and so you did and you became a gallery owner and you became a uh, art consultant and an art expert, but when did you start highlight? When did you start curating shows and exhibitions? Well, I never owned a gallery. Okay. Just, yeah, I, so okay. I have to set that straight. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. Um, but uh yeah, you know, I owned, I've been, I've been a private art dealer for 16, 17 years. My brother and I owned uh, a business, PT Fine Arts, and, you know, we still collaborate a lot together. But uh, the question was, how did I start, I guess, get into the highlight to curating shows? Yeah, how did you, you know, because I think that's one of your amazing gifts, you know. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. But did it just happen out of chance or, you uh, know, is it one of those sort of... I think there were multiple signs that led me into that direction. Um, you know, my brother and I were, were finding and collecting, you know, as I think any dealer or gallerist or love enthusiast, you know, you're buying and selling art, but you're also collecting. You know, it's... it's At the same time. If How I, can you reser- resist it, right? You can you can't. Yeah, you know, it's, it's impossible. You love it. You love it too much. You have to have it and have to hang it on your I wall. Know, I know that it. feeling. You know the feeling. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but you know, I was you know uh, hanging out with a lot of artists. I was collecting a lot of the emerging artists, um, and just multiple signs where these guys I'd be hanging out at a bar and a studio visit in Brooklyn, and or you know these guys, some of them. Or girls would say, hey, listen, why don't, you know, it'd be awesome if, if you opened up a gallery or, or you did something. Like, you know, I connect with them on a certain level, a very real level with them. And um, all the artists that have been in the highlight shows. Um, so, yeah, I just... Uh, it just sort of came into just being. came into being. And the first show I did with Hollis Taggart, which was Highlight Summer 1. Uh, I've worked with Hollis before, and I trust him, and I always want to do shows with well-established and prestigious art institutions. Hollis Taggart being 40 years in the business, there's not many galleries in New York uh, that can say that or have been able to survive through the decades survive that and have the passion and drive for it so i knew what the first one was very important i selected a very good solid crew um who i show most of them with the others and uh pitched it to him he's very supportive we did it it was successful it was a great feedback and and went on from there because i just saw your last uh, uh highlight Chelsea at the Hollis Taggart Galleries just last yes. month, right? And one of the first things that I noticed or I felt about your show was that it was so much fun. It was full of expression. It was absolutely joyous. 
Um, it was also a very diverse conceptual collection as well as that diverse group of artists that we talked about. Can you kind of take us through the process of developing a curated show and is your initial intention, um, well, so just what is your initial intention and, and how do you go about developing the exhibition? Um, so I guess the, the, the whole thing of, the, of, of, of highlight, um, and I'm sometimes a little tough with the, with the verbiage of everything because it's more of a gut feeling to me. It's more of something that I react to. Instinct. It's instinct. It's my eye. It's something that, that you know, so let's say for the highlight Chelsea show, which was 13 emerging and mid-career artists, amazing artists, they've all been highlighted individually so kind of and and look i don't stick to a certain formula you know if i see the work and i get really excited about it i'm very big into process um it does something to me i want to put them in the show so let's say for that show i probably went i probably looked at 20 25 artists and narrowed it down to that 13 um there's no exact there is a theme, but maybe I just can't verbalize it. There is a connection there that I feel uh, energetically. It's their their momentum, their their drive, their creative process. You know, I know many of them uh, very well. I've been following them for a long time. Some of them since 2004. Some of them 20, 2013. Um, it's just really exciting. It's something that gets me going, gets my cells uh, juiced up. Like, you know, the same thing, I guess, you know, if you heard a song and it gets you excited and you got to dance or you got to, it just does something to you. Well, I mean, I think that's the same thing with all of us a little bit. In other words, um, editing is one of the hardest thing, I think, for everybody to do. And mm. you kind of in your process, one of your big role is to edit away things that ultimately don't fit into this, um, into the show that you haven't yet fully developed in your mind. You're sort of working through the process by pulling this out, right. leaving this, this is important to me. And now what do I need to go with that? Is it that kind of a, a thing? Because the reason I bring that up is it's not much different than, Again, and that's what this this show's about, is mm -hmm. a little bit then interior design. If there's something that I think is really important, mm -hmm. right, then I kind of grab that and things start to get edited because that becomes the priority. So I'm feeling like it's a little bit of the same thing. Yeah, totally. Um, you know what, the artists, you know, even for this show, there were some people making comments like, well, maybe it's too many artists, 13 artists for, and which it was, it was definitely a challenge. And I lost one whole wall because there was a window. So I had to look at it at different perceptions. You know, a lot of times I deal with first time collectors and they're asking what's curating. And I said, in a way you're like visually composing, if that makes any sense. You know, you have these amazing instruments, each unique and powerful and creative and beautiful. And you try to put them all together and create a beautiful symphony or, or I don't know, or, or something. Uh, well, no, I think that's, yeah, I guess, you know, in that sense. So all the artists individually, you know, there's no exact theme to it, but there is, I mean, they've all, you know, have had past successful shows. All of them have forthcoming shows and all of them have been highlighted on, you know, a part of some art press or art publication so they have this thread of momentum and energy and creativity and i want to bring together a diverse group and 
amazing surrealists and abstracts, abstract abstractionists and uh, things that are political, just very juicy and sexy and beautiful and elegant and sophisticated and just put it all under one roof and see what happens. You know, I never exactly have a, a formula or layout how I'm going to hang it. Once I get in there, I just go to work. Right. And so just to remind everybody, all of um, on Instagram, we've posted the last gallery show so everybody can kind of look and see what we're talking about, because right. although we're not necessarily define, defining the theme of the show, there is mm. an absolute common thread that works through that show. And, you know, I was there and I immediately felt your passion for art. And I think everybody who was with me also kind of just grabbed on. It was an exciting show to look at. I'm, I chose a couple of different ways to connect it. But that's half of the, the mystery or the discovery of a really good show is that everybody gets a chance to kind of decide what the common thread is and how we see it and, and all of that. So I thought that was really wonderful. But so I think what you're saying, and I guess what I wanted to know was, it's not necessarily just one piece that pushes the whole thing together, or it's not necessarily one artist that does it. You're sort of um, on tour, looking at a whole bunch of art and, and, and different artists, and you're kind of gathering, you're kind of collecting, you're kind of bringing things into your sphere a little bit, and then you go from there. Am I saying it correctly? 100%. Yeah. 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 And I even felt you on that tour. You know, I, I felt your passion and enthusiasm, and that alone was priceless. There I could have walked away and been very happy and gone from there. No, really, it was. <laughs> but... But it, no, but it's really nice from, from someone from your perspective and your expertise to be able to verbalize it. And even when you were, when you were speaking about it before, I'm like, wow, he nailed it. He felt it. He connected to what I was trying to visually express. Yeah, right. So. Well, you did express it incredibly beautiful. We're going to get into that a little bit more. So what do you think, though, ultimately makes a successful exhibition or a gallery show is it the is it is it that is it that people were excited about it and people were joyous about it or is it how many uh, people came to the gallery what the press had to say about the show how many paintings i guess it would be all of that how many paintings you actually sold i mean how do you judge the success of a really good show a great show yeah i try to hit certain my own, I guess, you know, we all have goals, right? And we all try to reach those goals as best as we can. I give every show 110%. And what I want to do is obviously the opening night to have a good crowd of people, the energy, not just the crowd, the energy of the people. Sales, of course, you know, these all these artists are hard workers. So am I, you know, and they've supported me and believed in me. And and that's how we can keep the shows going on. Uh, the exposure for them doing good by the galleries and the institutions that trusted me and backed me the same as the artists. And yeah, and press too. So if I can hit all three of those, I feel very happy. And of course, the feedback from from the visitors, which I see every day. And it's this one. I mean, it's it's priceless, you know, to, to, to come in there and people get moved by it or never saw this artist before. And then they discover them and they're going wild about their work. And I get to talk about the artists and um yeah. It's everything. I mean, it's, 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 it's everything, every, it's and it's everything. no different than walking into a beautiful home and feeling all those exact same things. 
right? Because exactly what you want, your friends, your family, your guests, the party guests to walk in and go, wow, right? I'm responding to the beauty in front of me. This is fantastic. We have so much more to talk about. I'm going to say this is at home and we'll be back to talk about how we compose things, how we arrange things and how an art curator and an interior designer have so much more in common. Art isn't easy. Oh, the night you're a trend. You're the right combination. Then the trend's at an end. You're suddenly last year's sensation. If you feel a sense of coalition, then you never really stand alone. If you want your work to reach fruition, what you need's a link with your tradition. And of course, a prominent commission. Plus a little formal recognition so that you can go on exhibition. So that your work can go on exhibition. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. We are talking to art dealer and art curator Paul Estathiu from Highlight Curated. You can follow Paul on Instagram at Paul Estathiu. Should we spell it? Paul, do you want to spell your We're last gonna, name? It's going to be an extra 15 minutes. It to might show take them. a while. Look it up on Instagram under my Instagram account and you can do that. Take a look uh, again um, on tonight's show. You can see all the pictures and, and the gallery opening and Everything that Paul and I are talking about at home with DTI. And um, you can see some of those great pictures. Um, you know, before we forget, Paul, you have a new exhibition opening soon. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes, that's going to be uh, winter time. The opening is going to be January 31st. Um, it's going to be at the National Arts Club, which I'm really excited about. It's a wonderful space. Really wonderful and old, you know, Old classic New York, yeah. New York. I mean there's very few institutions that I feel 
are like that around left. So, you it's know, right. it's true. I went to their gala last week, which was 120 years old. So that was really amazing. And um, so I'm going to be uh, organizing that with Eleanor Flato, which I did the Silvermine Art Center um, New Canaan show, which I did last year with her. So I'm really excited to be doing that show. And that one is going to be uh, seven or eight artists okay. for that show. Um, but I'm really, really excited about this group and the follow-up from, from this show and to be showing in such a, being a New Yorker myself, to be showing at this institution, prestigious and, and unique historical space. Um, I'm very excited about yeah, that Yeah, you show. said it well. It's a, you feel very honored to walk through those doors. Very honored. Yeah, it's yeah. a very special, special place. The energy hits you immediately. 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 Yeah. I want to focus a little bit about the parallels between curating art and an art exhibition and designing an interior. So I want to just play a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a game or not, but a back and forth. Can you describe, and again, both of uh, what Paul's going to talk about and what I'm going to talk about are both on Instagram, but can you just describe your favorite uh, piece of art? Your, and I don't know if it's your all-time favorite piece of art or the one that you like this week, but can you just <laughs> kind of talk through people and let people see it on Instagram and sort of give everybody uh, a sense of why you like it so well? Um. This was another challenging question because it's so hard to to uh, pick your favorite artwork. I mean, there's so like many pick, guys picking your favorite child sort of thing. Is that it? No, no, not that. Not that. Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> not that difficult. Uh, but, you know, I love so many artists. I mean, all the abstract expressionists, Alexander Calder. I mean, there's Gustan. I mean, there's so many artists. But I would have to say definitely one of my favorite artists is Joan Mitchell um, and that work which is on your instagram um which i saw at the yale um contemporary the yale university contemporary gallery uh that particular work really when i saw it i went bananas man i mean it just it i immediately went to it and it just did something in me emotionally the movement of it um and we're talking about the joan mitchell the joan mitchell painting um, which was at the Yale uh, in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, but this, if you look at it, just the, the texture, the the purple in there, the different um, mixture of colors and the play that go back and forth and the contrast, it was really, if you get up and close with this masterpiece, it's just, it's really moving and energetically just, there's just so much substance and, and life to it. And she was... Uh, such an important figure in the history of the movement as well. And so yes. sometimes when you look at pieces like that, you also pull in what was before them, yeah. how they changed the world with their art, and that can be exciting as well. Yeah, and that's definitely, I mean, I, if I didn't see the name or anything, I just, I always gravitate towards Mitchell's work. Yep. That's that's for sure. Just the movement. It's very it's very powerful, but it's beautiful and um how it should all look to be right um so and yes at that time when it was very male dominated and super masculine with all those pollocks and rothko i mean these guys were, were powerhouse but she she rolled up heavy with them i mean if not 
She's one of my favorite artists, so that's, that's, that's all I can say. It's pretty amazing. I agree. And so I'm going to say that one of my favorite rooms is a change of life story, too, which is sort of parallel. Um, it's a renewal, I guess, if you will. A client that I had a, a long history with and who was recently separated. All of her homes before were sort of that traditionally English, you know, with deep upholstered sofas and unformed cushions, sort of Downton Abbey, if you will. Um, very much that sort of sensibility and, and, and that kind of thought. But why this is my favorite apartment or, you know, favorite new apartment, because it, it was just so full of life, uh, light and it was feminine and it's colorful. Um, it was inspired by Art Deco and, and what we would say style modern in today's vocabulary. It had, it was so simple uh, so streamlined compared to where her previous homes, you know, were before. And it had the finest of just craftsmanship and, uh, and artistry to it. And at the same time, with all of that, it was sort of free from constraints. And it was, you know, somewhat eclectic. So it's kind of funny because it's reminding me a little bit of your uh, favorite painting of Joan Mitchell, which... Mm through all this male dominance and these strict lines and everything yeah. that they did, she softened that whole painting, that whole canvas up with her work. So that's interesting Amazing. that we have that in common. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on and on about it, and I really don't want to. But I think that the visual story is about expansion. Mm -hmm. And it's about freedom, freedom from the restraints that bind us. Yeah. Um, and... Um, it's just a beautiful, it's, it's an arrangement of beautiful things, I think, that ultimately consoled her heart. Right. And, you know, that's where storytelling really comes into play, whether it's a beautiful painting or it's uh, a beautiful interior. Right. So very fascinating. Thank you for playing along with me on that. Anytime. I was I was excited to do that. I thought to put those two things up together and look at them would be a really great exercise. You know, we I want to go back a little bit okay. to the show again because I think one of the things that I was just taken by from the moment I got onto the block and the Hollis Taggart Gallery has a huge pitcher glass window. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, feels like it's that whole side of the building. Yes. Um, in... Anybody will tell you, I think, in walking through the Chelsea galleries or any galleries, that there's a, a certain kind of intimidation with it. Mm -hmm. People are nervous to walk in. They don't always know what they're talking about. Uh, the people on the inside don't always receive newcomers well, certainly right. if they don't have a purpose, right? So, But there was this immediate sense, even on the street looking through the window, and certainly when I walked in, um, I was just immediately comforted. I, I felt uh, that I was allowed to be there. Um, I thought all of... Um, you, you, it was just incredibly welcoming. And that was one of the first times I really felt that you were so successful as a curator because the show said that. Mm -hmm. You know, the gallery is the gallery, but the show, what was hanging on the wall said that. So how, and, and certainly I think as an interior designer, I need that as well. Mm -hmm. I need people to be comfortable in the space, no matter how um, beautiful it has been constructed, what amazing pieces of uh, furniture and artistry is around them they need to be able to sit down yes and so you i thought did that incredibly well did you know you were doing that is that a part of your process is that something that's important to you is that a priority to you uh it's definitely a priority 
um, to me, and especially since I've been curating, I deal with, um, you know, a lot of first time clients. And I mean, I can't tell you like one of the most rewarding processes ever is, you know, you go to the studio in Brooklyn, you, 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 you know, the artist very well, you, you, you share something in that moment with them and then you put on a show and then I personally go and install that work in their house to see where it's lived and see the reaction on, which I'm sure you must get all the time. I mean, it's really one of the most rewarding things ever, especially first time doing it or, or any time, but you know, there's really that special connection and to go through that whole process, the hours, the work, the talking, the, the, the text all the time, like everything is, is, is just really beautiful. But yes, going back, sometimes I can veer off. But, but the, uh, we were talking about approachability. The approachability, yeah. That's, that's something I definitely, you know, I'm also coming from a collector's standpoint too. So there's certain things, I'm just being myself. So every single person that walked in, I don't even care if it's the FedEx guy. Anyone, I am going to talk the same way. Hey, how are you? Nice. Really engaging, very warm, because I want to talk about the artist. And if you open that door for me, I'm going to talk your ear off about it because I'm really passionate about these guys. Um, and yeah, the the I, I feel like, especially nowadays with, with everything going on and, and digitally, and I, I think that that... that yearn for that human touch and that togetherness and community is really important like it goes beyond the paintings but of course there's all of that that's behind it so obviously it's it's not like i'm picking like approachable art but as in me the energy i want in there is very warm everybody belongs to be there you know there's nothing of of but I know what you're saying. There's some galleries not mentioning names out there, but you go in there and I'm, I'm intimidated and it, you know, I don't even say hi to you or, or I go in, I talk to everybody and the feedback I'm telling you has been priceless where people are like, Oh, you're just so warm or you're just, I'm like, yeah, well, why not? You came to see my show. I'm grateful. Thank you. But they aren't so much to play with that. I think too, you know, and again, I mean, there was, all kinds of different things. There was absolutely social commentary on that yeah. wall, but there was things that were just so lighthearted and so refreshing and so just lovely to look at. And all of that was wonderful. Um, I also, I just wanted to talk about our technological age and stuff and, and that human connection, because that's a big challenge in our business too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just had somebody say, Hey David, I mean, I need to see everything. Well, in today's world, that's very difficult to do because so much of it, some of the special stuff, some of the artistic stuff Mm. is online because it's coming from Los Angeles or it's coming from, you know, uh, Missouri, you know, I mean, it just, it, it, it just, it's difficult to always touch it. And so that, I think it's so important. You were talking earlier about having friends who just come to the show, just because you want to be there. Our pictures on Instagram doesn't even give this show no. the justice that it deserves. These, that show was fantastic. In, in, in person. To, and, and you know, to walk into and to be a part of and, and to be with people looking at this amazing, amazing um, pieces of art. Um, so we're a little bit out of time. Uh, I'm going to make a decision here at the break whether we take everybody's questions or we keep talking to Paul. But uh, this is At Home, and we'll be back in two minutes. Two of a kind For your information We're two of a kind Two of a kind 
It's my observation we're two of a kind Like peas in a pod And birds of a feather Alone or together you'll find That we are two of a kind You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com I just want to uh, talk one more time about the show that's coming up. Give us the dates again. And did we talk about how long the show was running for? It will be at the National Arts Club in Gramercy Park. Yep. The opening is going to be January 31st. Directly and across it, the street from Gramercy Park, actually. Yes, directly. Yes, right. Now, in the park. That would be cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. another. It's a future show. But uh, it will run for <laughs> it'll run for five weeks. I'm very excited about that. So people have a chance to really see it. So it's a it's a it will be a rare opportunity. You know, I think we're going to do both. The one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, before we take questions from everybody is that, you know, one of my big takeaways was the the through line of the color palette of the show. And when we were there together, I kind of asked you about it. It sounded at the time as if that maybe it just sort of organically grew and 
organically happen. I would describe it as harmonious, a little bit jazzy, very vivid, but it was, uh, I was just blown away by it. And um, it was also a color palette that I just, you know, leave it to an artist to, you know, take a handful of colors and put them together in a way that I just never thought possible. I thought it was spectacular. So how did you respond to the color? Did you know it was happening when you when when you were starting to to collect the paintings for the show? Uh, yes, I mean, you probably see it with a de- very I mean, we have very much similar in many ways, but you see it with a different eye. And I love the fact that that's that's your feedback. And uh, thank you very much. And I'm honored. Um, yeah, I, I guess the, the certain, you know, I usually, when I'm curating a show, I guess, you know, I do have works in mind, but normally what I'd love to do is when I go on a studio visit, I like to look at six works and narrow it down to the two. So in my opinion, not saying that they're the, you know, they're just the two that I gravitate towards the most. You can't say what is right or wrong. It's just, it's what you gravitate and you connect with, right? So I grab those two and I never know once I get them in there, but I do start, there's usually an anchor. So, you know, right as you walked in, if you remember from to the left, I had the Matt Miganelli work and the John Knuth Absol- Mylar piece. I absolutely remember. And then, you know, into the Matt Phillips. So that's Cooper. that long wall for everybody on the far left so of the that left, wall. Which you yeah. can also, I mean, you can see everything from that mirror, but from, not the mirror, from the window. window. So I had to really look at this at different angles, right? Because I lost the whole wall there. And then I had to think of the works when I have people looking in from the window. And at night, that's why I put the Esther Ruiz neon glow works and the Devin Troyes drew there and like, you know. Made all those decisions about location. Um, yeah, and and I had to look at it, which I love a good challenge. But definitely fitting thirteen artists in two rooms was was no joke. I mean, that was a lot of fun, but and I love a good challenge, but uh, that was hard. Yeah, but yeah, good, it, and it, it turned good. out being. Uh, I was just so taken by it because as an interior designer, color memory is such a key element to kind of your success because very few people have it. Very mm-hmm. few people can actually remember or recall the exact color of a particular thing. And as you go about, as I mm-hmm. go about either collecting fabrics or thinking about wallpapers or thinking about color schemes or whatever, I have this ongoing color memory of the things that we like, the things that are important, yeah. the things that are a part of the so- collection that we've gathered so far. And it's, it just fascinated me because the through line was just incredible. The so, blues, you know, seeing oh, cer- certain and then and then also those as tangerines and those yellows i've just i thought they were spectacular i really i did i thought oh the were. matt phillips i think oh, the, was, those works yeah you're, yeah. you're so take a look on instagram to see that let's take a couple questions real quick this is from uh, shirley b she says can you describe this is interesting how you feel or know um that the arrangement is correct or complete or she even says satisfying to you how do you know when to stop the process I get that question a lot. Good question. It is a good question. We have. But good I need listeners. time to think, man. All right. No, 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 no,
painting in different spots over and over and over. I guess it's almost like if you were at home and, and trying to play on an instrument, you're like, wait, where is that beat? Boom. And then you feel it. You connect with that beat visually. And I say, that's it. Like, that's that's the anchor. That's the juice that I wanted. That's the, the energy that I'm feeling, that alive, that excitement, and take you on that narrative story. Um, visual story. Um, but, and, you know, I also don't want to play things safe. So that's another thing with me. I do like taking risks. I know there's a chance. I know people can be very critical, but whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I enjoy it and and see what happens. Because like in life, you know, if you're always worried about what people are going to say or do or think, whatever, you're going to sit in a closet all your life. So you, you give it a shot. You do it. And in the end, you're happy with it. You hope the people resonate with it and connect with it, which which I think people did. Um and yeah, you know, it's it wasn't your traditional way I feel of of hanging and and you know, or having thirteen artists in those two rooms. But I thought it was was successful, and I think everybody was happy with it. Yeah, terrific. I definitely agree. I think one of the things about me is that I can't move paintings around, right? Because it's architecture and mm. it's larger pieces of furniture, cabinets, or sofas or whatever. So I have what I call a Rolodex in my head. Mm-hmm. And it base if everybody remembers the Rolodex, it's sort of this spinning. And so I get is. these images, boom, 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 boom. And I can change everything in my head. I can change the dimensionality of the crown molding or what the fireplace should look like and what the sofa is and what color mm-hmm. sofa it is. And I can go, oh, but I like that rug. And how does that rug look like that? And I can just keep clicking. And when it stops, which could be weeks could be months when it stops and I click on an image I know that I'm satisfied and I know that's what it is but all the same a really great question because there's nothing better than talking to artists and designers about how their heads and minds work let's yes. do uh, that one's for me so we'll skip that one oh. um, I'm reaching here hey guys great show oh here you go um, have you guys ever thought of doing an exhibition together Let's uh, do it. So that would no, we haven't. All right, but uh, no, okay. no, we but, haven't. But, but, but maybe could, in the future, but we yeah. could. And thank you for bringing it up. I think that, and uh, I think with you and I, with your, I think we're both like connect. Yeah, well, with our passion and enthusiasm, I think we could totally light it up. Together. I have that could actually, be cool. It could be really cool. I would yeah. enjoy that. I have actually. Um, put furniture in a gallery for a, spe- a specific show really? but it wasn't uh, uh like uh, like i was it was just me helping out it wasn't like oh let's try to do these two things together i think we so. should equally bring dues i think that could be cool i'm open to it there we go well thanks for the question okay. we really appreciate it listen everybody i could talk to paul all night long i think <laughs> i here. hope that you could listen to us all night long thank you so very much um Please, please, please take a look at Paul's website, which is highlightcurated.com. That's highlightcurated.com. You can see all the gallery shows and exhibitions that we've talked about tonight. Um, All I can say is that I was thrilled to have you on the show with me tonight. I enjoyed your work so very much, and I look forward to uh, 
seeing the next one. So thank you. I want to thank everybody here at talkradio.nyc, Schoolhouse, number six productions. I couldn't do it without you, and I wouldn't even want to try. Benjamin Keegan for my music. Hey, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at home with DTI. And don't forget to take a look at my website, David Thiergartner Interiors. Stay tuned for the Noreen Sumter Show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way. And until next week on the radio, remember the best designs for your life start at home. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 